Now here we have our focus on John the Baptist. If you like, a last focus on the Advent journey towards our preparations for Christmas. Now yesterday I spent quite a bit of time in preparation for a message for today. And I was excited about that message. But this morning I have woken and I've really felt the Lord just asking me to change that and tweak it about a bit. So, um, I think that that message that I got yesterday can be applied to me and might come in a bit later on. But right now, I'm just trusting that what I am going to say is for someone sat in front of me right now, or for someone who's going to be listening to this as a recorded message later. So, Three scriptures there, from Isaiah, Paul to the Thessalonians, John in his gospel, and yet even our psalm, Psalm 126, drawing attention to the light of God coming into the world through the birth of Jesus Christ. The light of Jesus transforms everything transforms everything. The light of Jesus transforms lives. It transforms culture. The light of Jesus transforms society. It transforms relationships. It transforms leadership. It transforms history. In short, the light of Jesus Christ transforms absolutely everything. And we in the world can accept it or deny it, but it will not change the reality that the light of God through Jesus Christ transforms everything. And the incredible thing is that we are invited into that light to experience it and to have our lives transformed by it. Now, John is on an assignment. We get that straight away. There was a man sent from God. Now, you've heard me say this before. It's important to be a sent one rather than a went one. Right? We're all on an assignment. Every single one of us has got a particular assignment from God. And we need to tune into that daily, hourly almost, that we're staying on track with it. But to be sent by God and not just a went one going off on our, on our own business. But there he is, sent from God to be a witness. And in Christ, when we know Jesus in our lives, that's, that's our assignment, isn't it? That we are called to witness to that transforming light of Jesus Christ in our lives. Now, it's powerful. John's message is powerful for two key reasons. One, he knows who Jesus is. Personally, John knows who Jesus is. And the second thing is, because he knows who Jesus is, he knows who he is. He knows his own identity because he knows Jesus and we know he knows Jesus. We, he knew Jesus even before he was born. Remember that incredible bit in the gospel, earlier in Luke's gospel where 
He's in his mother's womb. He's in Elizabeth's womb. And Mary comes in to see her cousin. And it says, Elizabeth says, oh, this baby has just leapt inside of me because John was recognising, even in the womb, the spirit of Jesus as he was brought into his presence, being carried by Mary. He knows those things, but the spiritual leaders at the day do not know those things. They do not know who John is and they do not know Jesus. They haven't got a clue about what that's going to be looking like. They are elite people. They are intellectual people. They are highly educated people. And yet they are spiritually blind. And Jesus has quite a few things to say to them as his ministry develops. You're supposed to be the leaders and the teachers of the people. You're not seeing these things. They're spiritually blind. Now we are surrounded by people these days who are speaking with a self-acclaimed authority of spiritual um, wisdom. And they will try and guide us into wholeness and uh, peacefulness and spiritual insights and enlightenment. We see adverts for that all over the place, don't we? You walk down the high street and start looking in some of the card shops <coughs> and you'll see that being proclaimed. We've even had it proclaimed for folks to be coming in, self-proclaimed experts, and they're advertising themselves that in our local community to help us step into this spiritual enlightenment. But look, here's the truth of it. Without the light of Christ, there is no light. There is no light. And in that sense, they are like the Pharisees and the, and the Levites say that Without that light of Christ in themselves, they've got no light to share. And John is pointing this out to them. When people and when nations reject, replace or remove God from their lives, it never goes well. History proves it. Scripture proves it. It never goes well. And so there's this constant cry from God of invitation for us to step into relationship with him and receive that light and to know that light. So they say to John, who are you? Who are you? Are you the Messiah? He says, no, I'm not. Are you Elijah? No, I'm not. Are you the prophet? What does that mean? In some Jewish teaching, some of the Jews thought that before Messiah came, prophet Isaiah or prophet Jeremiah would come back again. And so they're asking him, are you any of these things? He says, no, I'm not. Well, who are you then? I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I'm a disciple of God and I'm witnessing. And I'm telling you now, get yourself ready. Get yourself ready because he's here and you don't know him. And you need to know him and let this light shine in to you. John goes on to say, I've come to bring you a, a baptism with water. A baptism of repentance. 
And a key role of John, and I love the fact that we always know John by what he did. There we He was the baptizer. And that's how he was known in the area. Oh, that's John, the baptizer. It'd be an interesting question, wouldn't it? To ask ourselves, well, I wonder how we're known. I wonder what they might say after our name. Oh, that's so-and-so, the... Well, now we might be described. Wouldn't it be great if it's, oh yeah, that's so-and-so. The Christian, the disciple of Jesus, the follower of God. He's known by what he does, John the baptizer, but he's come to bring a baptism of repentance. Now for the Jews, this was an odd thing because they did not believe that they needed to receive a baptism of repentance. Well, I'm a Jew. I'm a chosen one. I don't need any of that. It's only the people coming into the faith who need to have a a baptism of repentance. So this is a very strange thing that John is doing. But he's saying, no, come on, you've got to be baptised. This is a a baptism of water for repentance. And it's you saying to God, I know where I am. I know my place before you. (laughs) I accept that I need you. In my life. But then John goes on to say, but the one following after me will bring a different type of baptism. He's going to bring a baptism of the Holy Spirit and of fire. What does that mean? It means Jesus is going to come and give us a baptism that helps deliver the change. So that we can live our lives in the way that God wants us to and has promised us to. The two things run together but John is saying look this is what I do this is what he's going to do and we all need to respond to step into that transforming light Paul draws attention to it once we have and that transformation he says our lives should be different rejoice Rejoice, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that we're constantly on our knees and shuffling around the place or crying out with our hands in the air. No, it's talking about a relationship, a chatter with God throughout the day that we're sharing with him how we're thinking and feeling and asking for his help. That's praying without ceasing, that our whole life is in relationship with him. And joined with him in that. Paul is saying that the lives we lead should be attractive. They should be different. Making a difference in the world. So with one week left before we celebrate that light of God through Jesus Christ coming into the world. The call I think is quite simple from God. And it's this. Choose to be part of the programme. Get into the light and choose to be part of the programme. Choose blessing. Choose light and follow that transforming light. But there will be people we know. Oh no, there are people that we know who have never decided to do that. There are people we know who think they don't need to do that. 
There will be people listening to this recording of this message who have never decided to do that. But the Christmas invitation is to step into that light of Christ. To accept our position before him, to repent, to trust him, to accept him, to receive him as saviour, to step into the light. Because Jesus transforms everything. And when we do that, we really experience Christmas, don't we? You remember that first Christmas when you gave yourself to Christ, just how special Christmas was? Because you understood it, what it was really all about, a real Christmas. And for those of us who have done that, There's the invitation to go deeper still and further still. We can never out-know. We can never out-receive God. We keep chasing after him. To study his word more. To receive from him more. To get more of his Holy Spirit. To experience God in all his fullness. And our assignment is to help others to experience the same. So in these remaining days before our celebrations of Christmas, God is speaking to you about someone to invite to an event or to a service. Who's it going to be? Because the person that the Lord is calling you, he probably is not calling me to invite. Think of who God is calling you to invite. Don't ignore it. Respond to it. Don't neglect that call from God to invite them. You might have done it dozens of times before. We'll do it again because this time they might respond. That is our assignment. That we be that witness and we step into that light.